What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, I am doing well. Another week almost in the books here. We've got just Monday Night Football ahead of us. Eagles looked great again, so I'm still trying to be cautiously optimistic, but they have continued to look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a nice win. A um, lot of sacking happening. Um, yeah. That one, I think, was like four sacks in the first quarter or something on Wentz. They uh, showed one of the local papers here in the Philadelphia area, and the headline was Sacks with your ex, and it a picture of them sacking uh, Carson <laughs> Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, nice little uh, nice little play on words there, Sacks with your ex. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh... That was rough. There, there was nothing Washington could get going if you're not, if you're able to, uh, if you're not able to stop people like that. That's uh, historically bad, I'd imagine. Yeah, and and someone pointed out recently that with him, it's it's interesting when you when like there's a pass rusher like goes by him, like if you watch, it's almost like once a person is behind him, he's mentally says, "Okay, they're out of the play, they're done," because so many of his sacks and fumbles come from a guy that comes back oh. and he just looks like he just forgot about the player being interesting there. and i was like i heard that before the game and i was sitting there watching with some people and pointed it out and like literally almost it had to be at least half if not more of them were from a guy that you know the lineman pushed him forward or carson stepped up but he held the ball longer and longer and boom didn't see wow. it coming. wow yeah interesting that that's that's an interesting note yeah i didn't see that yeah but either way, uh, you know, now we have just two undefeated teams left, I believe. Oh, I guess technically three with um, yeah, the tie. With uh, well, I think the Giants tonight are two and zero. So two, three and zero teams, and then uh, and just one more team at um, two and zero. So could have th- just you know after three weeks could be down to just three unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. A lot of parity there. Yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. Love to see it. Yeah, that, that's why you know, it's the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Any given Sunday. We saw that this week with a few yeah. a few big wins. Yep, absolutely. So uh, with that said here, Will, you ready to jump into waivers for week four? Yeah, yeah. We have some pretty notable injuries here to touch on that are going to affect uh, you know, a lot of what we saw here today. Um, we had a couple of quarterback injuries. Josh Allen apparently left the game, um, got an x-ray and came back. So it seems like he's okay. I mean, definitely monitor that, but he came back and played and finished the game. So I don't, I don't think it's anything terribly serious. Um, we also saw Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones both get hurt. Now Tua came back in the game and finished, ended up winning that game against uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Mac Jones, on the other hand, did not come back, and it does look like it's a high ankle sprain. So probably going to see a few weeks out. Um, so I, I wonder, do you, you think? What do you think the offense looks like here with Brian Hoyer now under center instead of Mac Jones? Yeah, I was just going to ask: Is it still Brian Hoyer? Um, I, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Right? Yeah, he's been around a while. I don't know um, if he has any gas left in the tank. It could be a good thing. Like he, you know, back in the day, it could really sling the ball around. Um, for some of the teams that he was on, uh, I think like the bears or something, you know, he was good at airing it out, which is a good thing, but that was a while ago. And I imagine he's probably more in the, the shell of himself, uh, kind of like, you know, Flacco could really air it out back in the day. Well, he's, you know, he gets all slinging around, but you know, he's not just 
uh, you know, Fitzpatrick just balling out everywhere. Um, so I would expect probably the same, you know, more risks taken and whether they turn in interceptions or big plays is, you know, that, that'll be the great question. Um, but nothing. No, we're like, I wouldn't be scrambling to pick up my Patriots or willing to drop them. Probably. What about you? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and uh, obviously depends on how he looks when he gets out there, but you know, maybe they lean even have more heavily on the run. I think yeah, they have been a pretty run heavy team, but the last few weeks they've been throwing it a little around. We saw, you know, Nelson Aguilar have a big week. We've seen, um, who was it that I, don't, I think he was big waiver claim, but didn't play this week. Like oh, his name, not Kendrick Bourne. Um, the other receiver there. Waiver claim. I'm not sure I saw this for the Patriots. No, no, no. Like fantasy football waiver claim. Oh, um, from last week, but then he ended up not playing. Uh, but you know, regardless, a few big receiving weeks for a couple of different players, but I can see them just getting back to the run game and you see Damien Harris and Ramondre Stevenson being worked in more and more. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what, uh, that's what he wants to do. Belichick. So uh, yeah, I, I would think that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, but getting over to some running backs injuries, these are a little more notable and, and we'll have some highlights of their backups being probably top waiver claims here. Um, we had David Montgomery, Dalvin cook and Deandre Swift, uh, all get injured here. Um, sounds like Swift, there's a good chance he misses a few weeks. I think we still TBD on both David Montgomery and Dalvin Cook. Uh, but all three of those guys have pretty workhorse backups. Um, so, you know, I, I worried, I guess, more or less on any of the three themselves. Yeah, they would be, they're all going to be pretty, pretty high value. I think, the, I don't even know who I'd want the most. Herbert, maybe? So a lot of good things out of Herbert. Um, so he's probably the guy with that said, you know, they're all pretty much 50% or more rostered, which is, it's going to be tough to get them. Plus that the fab you're going to have to pay up to get them. is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, hopefully more news comes out tomorrow about what the injuries could be. Yeah. So you can make a, a proper bet. No, the length. Yeah. Cause you don't want to you know spend all that and just get one week uh, versus, you know, if DeAndre Swift is out, you know, two weeks in the buy. You're getting at least two weeks out of a Jamal Williams. Uh, but yeah, until we know more, keep an eye. Definitely throw your claim in. But I, I don't know that I'm spending up a ton on any of them. I mean, maybe Herbert, because I think he's been getting some work, um, even with David Montgomery there, and obviously looked great without David Montgomery. But definitely have to wait and see on the injuries for those guys. Um, a couple other ones that are interesting here. It's Marjorie P. Ryan. Mixon left the game, came back in, but. You know, he's one other one of those clearly the guy if the guy ahead of him goes down. So he's only six percent rostered. He's someone that I wouldn't mind scooping up and you know, you could see him being thrown into a situation like this, like your Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Alexander Madison. So, you know, when you have a couple of these weeks where these backups go off, it's the time to look around and say, Okay, what other backups are out there? Because, you know, this can always happen at any time and you could find yourself with a very valuable player on your bench if someone had good that player goes down. Yeah, hundred percent. Somebody you know, if you have a an open roster spot, just chuck them on there for the week and you know see if something happens. Um, like you said, P. Ryan's readily available out there. Um, 
I mean, McKissick, we, we brought up last week. We could bring him up again, 26% rostered. Um, had another decent week, not, you know, not all-star stuff, but, you know, they were behind and, and that leads itself to McKissick having some pass catching work. So, you know, depth running back there if you need it. Exactly. That's, you know, McKissick's a good depth running back, a good safety option. If you do have someone getting hurt and you don't have, you know, a, a, one of these backups that are stepping into a big role, um, he's always getting those targets. You're going to, you know, look, you know, five to 10 targets probably every game. So if he gets in the end zone, great, but solid baseline. Yeah. So that that's about uh, all we have for running this, backs, right? Yeah. Not much there for running backs. I mean, there wasn't really anybody else that produced and, like we said, a lot of these guys are already rostered, so unfortunately, there, you know, wasn't a ton of guys getting work. It seems like you know most teams are kind of settling into their one or two guys, and most fantasy leagues have uh, most of those guys rostered at this point. Yeah, fair. So moving on to wide receivers here, um, some of our our young guys here. We had um, Romeo Dobbs had a big week. Um, you know, maybe starting to break out. Maybe just a one-week, you know, outlier. Who knows? Twenty-five percent rostered. Um, Olave continuing, you know, to show he is a a force down there in New Orleans. Sixty-five percent rostered, so much more with some injuries. Definitely, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we'll see. Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both went down with injuries. I think Thomas was ankle and Landry was a knee, or maybe it's vice versa. But they're still both TBD. Um, from what I, I was heard initially, I think the fear is Landry's might be a little bit longer, whereas Michael Thomas may be a day-to-day thing. But either way, if either one of them is down, it seems like Olave can step in, and Jameis Winston is is going to Jameis Winston. So, you know, tough if you're a fan for this, of the Saints because of just the sporadicness of him. But you're very happy if you are a fantasy manager of the one of the receivers on the team. Yeah, and it could be, you know, He's a rookie. It could be one of the situations where he has an opportunity, even if it's for a couple of weeks, he makes the most of it. And he's the two now, you know, officially. Yeah. There is no more battle. Yeah. You could see that happen if it's, you know, he and Mike Thomas are doing well. Jarvis comes back and is, you know, pretty clear three, whereas they're pretty split right now. Yeah. Um, Romeo Dobbs, what did you, uh, what do you think of him? Do you think that, you know, well, obviously probably worth throwing the dart on in case he is the guy the rest of the year, but what do you think? Would you throw the? Would you take the shot on him, or you think it's just a, a one-hit wonder kind of deal, one-week wonder? I guess. I mean, someone has to step up, and uh, we're really not seeing a ton of other people. Like Randall Cobb is, you know, a solid wide receiver three on the team. You know, probably can fit in as a two, but you're never going to profile him as the top guy. We are not seeing it out of some of these other veterans there, so I think it's got to be Dobbs or Dobbs or Watson, and, and Dobbs is the one that's playing better. So I think he's the one I'd throw throw it in on. He out of, you know, these guys. There's a few others that I think are worth throwing some darts on, but he he would be the one, you know, outside of Alave who probably is rostered in your league. The two of them are the ones I would probably spend the most on, right? I wouldn't mind. And receivers I'm not usually spending up on, but those are guys I'd probably go into the teens. Um and, and you're probably gonna need to maybe, you know, maybe even go into the low twenties to get them at this point just with both of them having great weeks. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, some other guys you like, we have a, a list here, um, a list of primarily people that are, uh, just Darthers <laughs> seemingly yeah. like the, a big week they, this they week, all had and, a, a decent week this week. Yeah. yeah but you know, their roster, their ads are, you know, 
being rostered more and more. Yeah, they might. But all, all are you know 50% or lower. Yeah, you might get a you know big week this week and then a, a zero next week and then another zero and then another big week or something like that. Um, is there anyone from this list you know that we're looking at that you like uh, more than just like a dart throw kind of a situation? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Dorch, you, you made the call to start him in our dynasty league here. He obviously was paid huge dividends with injuries to A.J. Brown, and he's really the only other receiver there besides Hollywood that's playing at the moment. So I think he, only 17% rostered, has got to be rostered at this point. Um, K.J. Osmond had a big game, but I you know I feel like it's more just because it was another down game for Justin Jefferson, and we're going to see him bounce back. Um Another interesting thing is, is Amon Ross and Brown's injury. Uh, I think he did come back in, but he did look a little hampered. And Josh Reynolds, 0% rostered. DJ Chark, 44% rostered. They both were beneficiaries. Reynolds saw way more targets. Obviously, the familiarity there with golf. Any interest in either of them? You know, if it sounds like Amon Ross maybe misses a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I think, two weeks in a row for Reynolds. I want to say he had a good week. Maybe it was week one that he had a good week, but he had another good week this year at some point. Um, but Chark just seems like he has better upside. So I, I'd probably go Chark. Um, but at the same time, you know, his, his roster ships higher at 44%. He's got the name recognition. So maybe I could slip Reynolds for like two bucks or something like that and just get him for free, in which case I'd probably just take the shot on Reynolds. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with Reynolds. Not that I don't think the injury's serious enough, but yeah, I guess Reynolds. How about you? Yeah, I think I lean Reynolds as well. Um, Chark's definitely the more highly rostered guy, as we said, about 44%. Um, six targets, only three catches, 46 yards. So probably more of the big play guy. I know he had a big play week one, but I think with Amon Ra you know, kind of being volume and big play himself, but you know, a very big volume guy. If he were to miss, I think Reynolds would be the one I'd want to play there. You know, he yeah, he scored, I think, last week, but only three targets. But this week, you know, filling in at, at points for Amon Ra, 10 targets, six catches, 96 yards. And we'll see. I mean, Seattle has played well, um, defense and offense, but I think the Detroit offense has proven that they can – put up points and you know, maybe that's just Amon Ra, but I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Reynolds and I don't know if you're really going to play him. I don't know that I'd play either, but he would be one that I would at least want to throw on the bench there. If it seems like Amon Ra is going to miss. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're aligned on that front. Um, anyone else you want to call out from this, this wide receiver grouping here? We got, you know, Matt um, Collins had a good week, say Jones, Russell Gage, you know, a lot going on with Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, Boyd, Barker, I think McKenzie. I would just leave him for, for everyone else to go after. Um, hey, it's just, it's going to be, in, maybe if he's the guy again, but I would imagine, I mean, you're going to get Mike Evans back and possibly Julio, who knows when Godwin comes back. I wouldn't spend up on him, and, and someone will, especially with that like late touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie, I think, would be the one here for me. We'll see, you know, how the rest of the team looks injury-wise, but it looks like you're due for another shootout there with Baltimore. We'll see if the um, the Buffalo defense gets a little healthier. I think they were missing a lot of guys this week, but Baltimore's defense is also missing some players, so that could be another high-scoring game there with two great quarterbacks and really good offenses. Yeah, agreed. 
agreed on all those fronts. So uh, let's go ahead and move over to the the, the wonderful world of tight ends. Um, we have four options here, Will. We got uh, Njoku, Njoku finally having himself a good week. Ty Conklin on the, the list again. Um, Tanyan had an appearance, and uh, Will Disley as well. Uh, who are you interested in out of that grouping? Yeah, I think they're all somewhat interesting. Disley probably the least. I mean, it just seems like they want to use a lot of tight ends there, and he's one of a few that's going to be involved. Um, but the other three all seem to be at least somewhat involved. Njoku definitely looks like he is the clear option after Cooper out of the receiving core. I mean, the running backs will be involved heavily uh, in the passing game and in the running game. But I like Njoku, 51% rostered, so really a 50-50 shot whether he's even available in your league. But he's one that I'd pick up. Obviously, he had a very big game. And uh, Conklin, I'm a little worried about because of the you know impending quarterback change likely coming up. So I feel like Tunyon wouldn't be a bad roster here. We talked about, you know, we don't know who's going to be the one. You know, maybe it's Romeo Dobbs. Maybe it's somebody else in the receiving core. Maybe, you know, it ends up being Tunyon just get more and more involved. And they run the ball a lot, and Tunyon gets used in the red zone. Could definitely see that happening. What's your take here on these tight ends? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, in Joku, we're, we're high on in, in draft season. Um, so he's had one good week out of three. You know, maybe it's a sign of things to come. Um, I'm with you on Conklin. Uh, he's had good weeks in the past, um, but with the quarterback change, I, I kind of want to see it with that change, assuming it's happening this week, um, before you know, I really start him with confidence. Um, I agree with you on Disley. He'll pop up every once in a while, but he's going to share the load you know, in an offense that doesn't pass a ton. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's Tanyan for me. We've we've seen the rapport with Rogers in the past. Rogers is desperate to throw to somebody he's got some rapport with and can trust. Um, so yeah, I think Tanyan makes a lot of sense as well. All right, uh, we'll move over to our streaming portion. Uh, I'll start with quarterbacks here. Got a few options that are under fifty percent rostered, and you know, not not great matchups, not really great options. But that's really what happens here when you're streaming. You're not usually going to find that top five guy. Um, so we're looking at Jared Goff going up against Seattle at home this week. Jameis Winston going up against Minnesota at home this week. Matt Ryan uh, also at home against Tennessee. Um, and then I threw Zach Wilson in here. Probably not someone that you're going to pick up and start, but he's someone I wouldn't mind rostering and kind of throwing on my bench to see how he does. He's got Pittsburgh this week, so not an easy matchup, especially on the road. May not even start. But he's someone that over the next week or two, once we find out that he's going to be back, um, I wouldn't mind rostering just because I like the weapons there. And yes, it's New York. Yes, it's the Jets. But there is a non-zero chance that he comes in, you know, does look good, can utilize all these weapons here. And the offense is you know, much better than what we've seen. Yeah, agreed. Um, any, I would, any thoughts on any of these guys? I'd rather just, like you said, stash. Wilson, I'm not starting him, and I'm probably only stashing him if I'm, you know, in desperate need. Um, but he's a stash, you know. Let's see what he can do. Matt Ryan, not super interested in. You know, they had a good week last week, but they looked really bad the, the prior two weeks. So probably not going with that because there's not a lot of upside there. Um, but golf has been producing for fantasy. Winston produces for fantasy. Uh, between the two, I think I'd go with golf right now. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, there's injury concerns all around. Like if, if Amon Ra is not playing, I'm probably not going with golf. Um, 
with Winston, you know, Landry and Michael Thomas could both miss. And I'd still trust Winston because we've seen him do it with every wide receiver under someone in Tampa. Like, it doesn't really matter. Where golf, I, I, I lean on the weapons to, to improve him a little bit more. So in a absolute vacuum, uh, I'd like to go with golf. But it, depending on the injuries play out, I'd, I'd potentially pivot to Winston there. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you here. I lean Goff over Winston just slightly. Two former number one picks as well at that. But it, it, it's going to depend on the weapons. I think if they're all healthy, I would probably lean Goff um, slightly just because Winston is good for your fantasy wide receivers, but not necessarily great for himself as a fantasy asset. Whereas, you know, Goff, you probably don't have the upside of Winston, but I think you have more of the stabilizing force. He's got good weapons around him as well. And we'll see if, if the underswift is out, you know, you're still going to get goal line carries to Jamal Williams. And maybe they have to rely on the pass a little bit more as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and the, the final streaming section here, will we got defenses. Uh, we have the Eagles. 56% rostered versus Jacksonville. The Steelers, 57% rostered versus the Jets. The Giants, 10% rostered against the Giants. <laughs> uh, I think they got, they, they got Dallas this week, I believe. Like Dallas. Uh, that's this weekend. They have uh, Chicago. Chicago. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, the Colts, 35% rostered versus Tennessee. And then the Browns, 49% rostered. Versus Atlanta, who are you uh, liking out of that crop there? Yeah, I kind of want to see what the Giants look like tonight because their defense has been, you know, for fantasy purposes at least, decent. Um, in Chicago, you know, I, I believe they won it this week, but it was really based on a late second pick that turned into a game-winning field goal. So I think that's a decent option. The Colts definitely look like they're bounced back um, from, you know, rough start defensively. Uh, and then the Eagles' defense looks legitimate, and you know Jacksonville's playing well, uh, but on the road, you know, I think this was the last week. This is their first road win in like twenty tries, so we will see. I am a little hesitant though uh, to you know call them you know contenders. So I, I kind of like the Eagles' defense here. I want to see what we have in the Giants' D and. I think the Colts D is one that I definitely would be picking up at the very least to stash on the bench to see if we can kind of string a couple things along. Um, Eagles D I'd pick up and probably play and, and want to have them for some you know upcoming matchups as well. Yeah, that is fair. I would probably go that route as well. Um, you know, with the Eagles, you know, they play in a division that looks pretty weak right now. Um, mm. You know, that that could change for Dallas when they uh, when they get Dak back for sure, um, but for now you know their their schedule's not looking too bad. Um, Steelers not bad against the Jets, you know, especially if Zach Wilson's playing. Um, that could be interesting, but you know between the two, I'd probably still go with the Eagles, just given the, the you know the long term potential with the division. Um, <clears throat> Of course, both of them over 50, 50% owned. If I were to go with, you know, the two lesser teams, say like the Giants versus Chicago, the Colts versus Tennessee, I'd probably lean on the Colts just because I believe in that team a little bit more than the Giants. I could see making a case for the mm-hmm. Giants, but I'd, I'd probably go with the Un- Unbeaten 2-0 Giants. Yes, yes, I don't 
That doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it does not matter. Um, so yeah, I think I'll stick with the Colts between those lesser uh, lesser owned teams there. All right. Um, so next up here. Uh, so yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, no next uh, yeah, up. So that's our stream. Yeah, no next up, no streaming. Uh, we don't rant, we're not doing any kicker streams, unfortunately, this week. No, no. What a mess that would be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's going to uh, take care of this episode. Uh, so tune on on Thursday for the start sit episode for week four. And until then, folks, trust your board. <laughs>